For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with Gian Solano and Andy Mattioli. Okay, hello everybody. Market is finished. So, of course, we are doing our Transfer Market Roundup edition of the Roma Press Podcast. We hope that you are doing well. So, Andy, I know, like myself, you are ecstatic. We look forward to these breaks, but the, this this international break coincided with the market ending. And I know for people, it is a very exciting, chaotic time. And I'm convinced that people look forward to this more, the market, than the actual matches. Something has happened in this world of like football manager and uh, FIFA video games. They're the things I'm blaming for it. I'm like those uh, those parents in the 90s who uh, were blaming video games for all of the problems that their children were having. Well, that's basically me for the transfer market. I'm blaming uh, I'm blaming video games for the interest and the uptick. Um, and uh, in what seems, it's so weird because the, the uptick that websites get, us included, during the market just blows my mind. I, 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 it's so difficult for me to wrap my head around it, the interest in this above what actually happens on the pitch. But I, I guess to a certain extent, uh, I do understand some of it. So market over, even though Tiago Pinto, he, uh, he, he held his... Uh, his annual, and I say this because it seems like only Roma do this, where they hold the uh, annual uh, post-transfer market uh, press conference. Sabatini, these were when he was in his best form, when he was trying to justify bringing like we th- our patron group. They threw out some real gems of some old throwback players that were just miscellaneous January arrivals. Your favorite, <laughs> uh, Jonathan Silva. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite is Michel Bastos, who did one goal against Sassuolo, and then I couldn't tell you anything else he did. But um, yeah, he did his... Press conference today, Tiago Pinto, and he basically said, well, we told you guys the market was closed on the 12th, even though Jose Mourinho said, well, I shouldn't say, I forget which match, it might have been Cagliari, where he says, well, uh, I shouldn't say that the market is closed. We'll have to see. So I want to push back a little bit on uh, Tiago in that regard. But having said that, I-, I wish Roma could have just messaged you and you and me and just said, hey, take these two last weeks off. Don't 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 waste the time. Uh, you're writing about uh, Kamada, you're writing about the Awara, so on and so forth. Let me save you guys the trouble. We're not doing anything. I would have appreciated that, but alas, they didn't do that. Shouldn't surprise me, Tiago Pinto doesn't answer any of my messages. But having said that, it ends with, uh, in the final week at least, Fazio out. Uh, and that is really it other than a a couple of other minor details or i'm sorry a a couple of other minor deals that really weren't significant but i do think getting rid of Fazio, even though most people probably won't give that the credit it deserves it does make a huge impact and i I don't think that should go unnoticed but it ends as far as arrivals go with Oliveira 
and uh, Ainsley Maitland-Niles. So just overall, what are your feelings? And I'm assuming too, on top of that, probably the way most pe- people are judging and viewing uh, this this market and the grade they are giving to it, we have to admit, even though there might be some apprehensive to do so, I have a feeling that Juve bringing in Vlaovic and uh, Zakaria in the final 48 hours had something to do with it, but I don't know. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it 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 turned the whole perspective on 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 this market upside down because again, Juve Juve are you know are like a lizard. You know, they they lose their tail and and somehow they they get it back and they go on living. Um, it they, it's always seems like even in a in a difficult transfer window where teams are making re- relatively low cost deals, Juve just go out of their way. Obviously, you know, make, they make a, a freaking 15-year uh, installment plan to, to pay off Rocco Comiso. And, um, and, and at the Rocco, same time, the same time, they offload two borderline bench players uh, to borderline. Tottenham. You know, if um, I, I don't know if, if Antonio Cointe signed up for this. <laughs> if I were Antonio Cointe, I'd feel miserable. Oh my! Word, you know, yeah. you go to the Premier League, and what you have to count on are scraps from the from the Serie A, from your former club, which you've insulted on a number of occasions. And can we this... discuss how they actually stand to earn a profit on Kulusevski? Yeah, it's. Uh... I mean, in what alternate universe yeah. for yeah. anyone who has not been in a coma for the last eighteen months? would think that was even in the realm of possi- possibility. Mm. It's insane to me. Yeah, you know, yeah. It was Daniel Levy. What is What television package does he have? Does he not I, get I Serie A? I, even if Panatici comes to you with, uh, with, with this idea of... You say no. Or, you say no. If you, <laughs> you, you Google, even if you don't know who these guys are. I mean, you know, I, I can't imagine Daniel Levy is spending his Sunday evenings watching uh, Juve versus uh, Cagliari, okay? I, 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 I think that's a pretty safe assumption. Even if you were to just Google these guys, okay? And like most people where you just Google, you look at the stats and suddenly you become, uh, you become an expert uh, uh, viewer on a certain player. I mean, really, that's all he had to do for both of these guys. And he would have realized, huh, maybe I shouldn't pay 60 million euros for these two. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, and uh, I, I, I don't I can't even imagine the the sort of dirt that Agnelli must have on Ramsey for him to accept Rangers on the last day of the transfer window. It's just that boggles my mind as well. So it's, again, it's, yeah, it's, you know, we saw a transfer window where Roma were relatively active, you know, all things considered. You had teams like Milan and Napoli that I think compete uh, for higher objectives than Roma and they didn't go for, they didn't spend a lot. They didn't go for uh, any concrete objectives besides, I think, a dry loan for um Tuanzebe at Napoli. Um, so all in all, Roma were doing fairly well. And then, you know, at the end, you have, you have what you have Inter signing Gossens, um, that who immediately upon his arrival in Milan, away from Banksbo, looks like a, a very ordinary guy you might encounter on the street rather than a, <laughs> a human tank. Um, 
That's that's really that's what happens when you leave Banks, boy. Immediately he your like muscles. Frankie Muniz yeah. in his photo. I yeah. at first I thought it wasn't him, and then everybody, of course, was comparing that famous photo of him where he's flexing during his celebration. Yeah, to that welcome. It looked like he had lost, uh, like, yeah, twenty kgs in in, in muscle mass. Yeah, like, literally, yeah, yeah. the effect wears off the second you exit. The, the it does, yeah, because Bangs will pro- Bangs will probably has like a microchip, and you you know you leave you leave the <laughs> Bergamo area, and as soon as you do that, the, the every muscle in your body uh, just loses thirty percent of its strength. So it's like those dogs that have the the the, the invisible uh, 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 the invisible <laughs> gate around their uh, around their collar. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. So it's uh, it's uh, you know, I, up until then, you know, up until we saw that, oh, all of a sudden, Juve, everything seemed quiet. Um, I thought, you know, I think this was a, a fairly pragmatic, um, you know, uh, market by Roma, uh, by the numbers, yes, but but some 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 important decisions were made. Um, the you know, I I think everybody at the beginning would have been happy had two players arrived, right? Um, everybody seemed surprised and 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 positively surprised that within the first week of the mar- market we had already two players that started in two or three consecutive games, um, and you know that's I don't think many teams can say that to that. They have players that come in and have an immediate impact on on the overall team, um, and then obviously weeks go by and uh, and Roma continue their you know their their to 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 overcome the challenge of uh, offloading uh, the so called dead weight. They find solutions for Borja Mayoral, for Ricardo Calafiori, for Gonzalo Villar, so players that need need playing time need to develop elsewhere. They do so. That's again. I think that's more than what can be said about the other teams. Um, and then that important, important exit from Fazio, who drops the lawsuit for whatever reason that was there in the first place. Right. Um, right, right. You know, they find that's an important uh, agreement reached, and so all in all, you know. Had it not been for you know your rivals or what at least seemed like your your direct rivals, because right now you know Juve are propelled to to the next level, and um, and once again, and it should be so that anything but the scudetto from now on should be considered a major failure, especially if you're paying uh, Massimiliano Allegri that much for what the next three four years, um, then. And you bring in a signing of Vlahovic's caliber, bring in Zakaria. Um, nah, you have to, you you just have to look at them differently. Um, overall, I just think that the January transfer window is always a very tricky one because you're not exactly, uh, you know, you're you're maybe setting the foundations for what's to come in the in the summer, but but it's more about dealing with uh you know temporary issues solving problems that couldn't be solved in the summer such as getting rid of somebody like Fazio um 
and I think that Roma went uh, went and did just that. And so, you know, they didn't do anything exceptional, but I think the the mindset was correct. You know, make make few but important decisions that mm, can help give the team a boost. Uh, you know, at, with immediate effect. And I think looking at, for example, Sergio Oliveira's output, it's it's pretty clear that the, the answer right now, at least, is a positive one. Um, and uh, and try to to um, to at least lay the foundation for for or at least the, the, the initial plans for for the summer where supposedly um, a big revolution will take place and 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 uh, players like Santon who refuse to leave uh, become free agents maybe other players um, you know have offers Roma will evaluate them you you know you can I think that this January is always about okay what what works and what doesn't and I think with all the ups and downs we've had so far this season, it's pretty pretty evident what does work and what definitely could use some improvement. Um, sometimes these are things that you cannot. Most of the time, it's that's the case is that you cannot fix it uh, in January. So at least you identify those problems, you make a list, and you keep in mind keep it in mind for uh, for June. Yeah, for sure. In this one too, and I think Pinto put it somewhat correctly today in his press conference. I also think beyond what Juve did, I think a lot of people were uh, were were disappointed because we saw a lot of names emerge, particularly in the final two weeks. Uh, he referenced Joao Moutinho, uh, Camara from from Mar- uh, Marseille, who he said that Roma were never in talks with. I I do think that contributes to it, but. It's hard to really blame a lot of these other newspapers uh, that that write these sort of things. You deal with it every transfer market, regardless if it's January or the summer. I know, at least from my perspective, I had a lot of people, for instance, because really there were two deals that I, I mean, I had a really good jump on, and that was uh, Zakaria and Diawara, obviously. The first for Zakaria, you know, I kept getting people tagging me on Twitter saying, oh my gosh, Juve are getting him for only five to seven million euros and his wage is what, like three and a half, I believe, four million euros net. So eight gross, give or take. Uh, why can't Roma do that? That's not that expensive. Uh, what are they doing? Why is uh, why is Pinto not doing this? Why doesn't Dianwanan just accept this uh, this club or that club or blah, 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 blah. And, and this is where my frustration from, you know, like football manager of FIFA arises from because it has given people not all people, but a, a decent chunk of supporters, and and this isn't just strictly related to uh, Romanisti, but it's given people, I think, a very simplistic understanding of the transfer market when there is so much more that goes into it that I truly think it would boggle people's minds if you truly just like sat in on a negotiation and you understood. It is so much more complex than just, you know, FIFA. Hey, we'll give you 10 million euros and here's the contract and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's not so straightforward. It never is, ever. No deal is like that. Especially so, in this day and age, I feel like the now that, you know, the, the agents and uh, commissions and everything yeah, seems to yes. play such... And you're, you're dealing more and more with free agents. So guys that are dictating terms, and, and, and by this I mean somebody like Zakaria, or players that are soon to be free agents. They Free agency now is treated like, you know, like some kind of holy grail for, for, for a lot of players. Right. Yeah, and, and that's something... 
that is really frustrating, at least from like my perspective, when, you know, oh, it, it looks like on the surface that Juve are only paying five to seven million euros for this guy that Roma were not only after and chasing and interested in and held talks for, but also a guy who fits a profile that they need in the midfield immediately. So I can understand the frustration if you have this sort of mindset as to why you would be really angry and a bit annoyed that Juve can do this at the drop of a hat. Right. While, Remem- you know, remember Roma- the remember uh, Juve's uh, so so-called free transfer of Emre Can right. from uh, Borussia Dortmund. Well, no, from sorry, from uh, Liverpool, um, uh, where it was supposedly a free transfer, but then it came out that they paid sixteen million in commissions. Yeah. Yeah. So let me just tell everybody right off of the bat, because again, I I had to just yesterday alone, I got at least a dozen, I'm sure over this month, two or three dozen in total questions and mentions as to why this isn't happening. And I kind of just got to the point where I just put it very simplistically the other day. But I mean, Juve are going to pay, eh, I think in the end, as far as commissions go, it will be four to five million now because they are traded on Borsa Italiana. They're going to have to publish some of that. But let me also reiterate: it is very easy to mask some of these commissions. It's very simple to to just hide into the wage somehow. It's really not that difficult. So even though they may publish two two and a half million euros, I can tell you unequivocally it is not that because Zakaria's father was asking for double, triple that. Okay, so. It's not like it's a, you know, five and then five million euro plus bonus. No, I I mean, this was a 12 to 15 million euros deal when you add commissions on top of it. So Roma just can't do that in January. Impossible. Especially on top of that, when you consider they couldn't do the deal for Diawara. Now, I've made it abundantly clear. I am friends with people around Diawara. So I have a bit of a much better insight than, I don't know, Sky Spotter, who you and I, we, we went back and forth all month about this because my my good, well, do, is he my good friend? I don't think he has me blocked anymore because when you sent me what he was tweeting out, I went to his profile and I, I don't think he had me blocked anymore unless that was a parody account. But my good friend, Paolo Sonia from, from Sky Sport, what was the club that he said? Because you sent me the, the tweet. Was it Sampdoria or was it Torino that he said, oh, Diavola... And Close both, to a, yeah, both, both okay, were in so, the run. Yeah, and th- this was really frustrating me because you could tell that Sky Spark and Asonia uh, and uh, uh, Angelo Mangiante, Di Marzio, they were getting this stuff directly from from Roma, which, again, the club, they, they will tell us some things, um, some of which is maybe a bit embellished. Other times it's them trying to get a certain uh, point of view out through the media and that was one of those instances where I, I knew unequivocally that Torino and Sampdoria it took it took me literally sending one message to somebody I received an answer within five minutes I was able to to, to put out there that this is just not true and the frustrating part is you have like these huge outlets I mean Sky Sport the, you know press of a button they, you know they, they can they reach a million people millions of people okay and people are sort of forming their expectations around what some of these bigger outlets are, are, are telling them and I'm not saying they're not reputable it's just from in this regard, in regards to the Awara, I was just getting frustrated because I knew that there were some things they were putting out that, that were incorrect. So ultimately, uh, Roma, they can't find a deal for the Awara. I know a lot of people think that uh, he rejected Valencia. That was never the case. Never the case. Valencia 
And this is according to both uh, Diabora's guys and Roma. They used the same word yesterday. Um, they used the same word, Sparito, saying that they, they, they disappeared basically in the last 24 hours. They don't know what happened. Uh, they were interested and then they just went away. So that option again, went up in thin air, and then it came down to Venezia, a dry loan for six months, okay, and Roma would have to pay over 50% of the wage. So uh, would that really have satisfied people's uh, outlook on the market? Uh, had the Awana gone, uh, gone on loan to Venezia? I just have a difficult time believing that. So Diawara ends up remaining. Uh, Tiago Pinto even said himself that, you know, even had Diawara left, uh, it, you know, nothing changed with him staying or him going, which I, we kind of figured would be the case because they weren't selling it permanently anyway. So from my perspective, like you, that's my long-winded way of saying, I actually think this month was very positive. I don't think there were uh, many things they could do, particularly when you consider their financial limitations. If you look at Milan, and as you mentioned, Milan, Napoli, they didn't do anything. Nothing. Uh, Milan did zero, and then Napoli, as you said, they brought in Tuan Zebe, who uh, he wasn't even playing it uh, in the Premier League, yeah? yeah mm-hmm. I mean, he's yeah. A, 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 a sixth-choice central defender. I mean, he might be behind uh, our good pal Juan Jesus. Yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, Spalletti never saw him play. Pretty sure that that <laughs> is the case. You know, <laughs> Spalletti is the one who had to deal with the likes of Clément Grenier, so he so- knows something about you know players not seeing them play ever. So <laughs> having to make yeah, the so, best of these guys. Yeah, and the thing too is, and and I I think this is really where where Roma are different in regards to maybe the others. I mean, Andy, these two guys arrived and they both played. Both of them played immediately. When was the last time you could say that, other than? Of course, 2016 with Perotti and Al Shirawi. When was the last time you could say that about uh, two January signings? I mean, again, your boy, okay, Jonathan Silva. If I Googled uh, yeah. him at Roma, would Played I even find Empoli. a Played against I believe he started against Empoli, and that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know whether to laugh or cry mm. by the fact that you remember the match. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's almost as sad as me remembering that Basto scored against Sassuolo. But having said that... Well, that's a goal. That's still pretty significant. I, well, huh? hey. That's I, like me actually, remembering Clement Grenier's assist for El Sharawi in uh, Palermo-Roma 4-1. Palermo, one. yeah. yeah. Was that, I believe that was the... Was that the Palermo match where uh, Salah scored that really odd angle goal? I'm pretty sure Yes, it was. yes, 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 yes. Always, always, it was always fun against Palermo. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Rip. Uh, oh, yeah, somebody, yeah, yeah. yeah. man. I guess I didn't realize how old he was. <laughs> yeah, it, um, I, I definitely didn't appreciate that uh, Maurizio was eighty years old. Time is a son of a bitch. Yeah, that's anyway. the same number of coaches he's he's sacked <laughs> in his whole career. And this <laughs> unbelievable! <laughs> wow, from the top rope. Okay, but having said that. I think El Shadawi and Perotti were really the last ones to come in in January and make like an immediate impact. I I think even though, you know, for some reason in January, it seems like people prefer quantity over quality. But I mean, when was the last time you could say, Andy, that Roma acquired two guys midseason that came in and immediately 
yeah. made an impact. I mean, and, not even. I mean, starting within days of having arrived. Yeah, and and, and again, it's a you know, again, if it be, it's a it's a mistake to then go on and compare the the, the likes of, of of Juve and what they do and the fact that they oh they can go out there to a team that at this point in time in this current season is a direct rival because that's what Fiorentina under Italiano Vincenzo Italiano are right now to to Juve when you look at the standings just go up to them and and take their starting striker and their leading goal scorer um just like that is something that only Juve can do in and or teams of that caliber so teams like like Inter that can go out and uh, and grab somebody like Gossens again who's, who's injured pretty much yeah 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 who's who Broken. first first year uh sort of the the bangs potion is wearing off and you can see the side of come down. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's a uh, yeah, it's Banks ball. Yeah, that's what he does to you. Um, you know, if if he if he knows you're leaving, you can bet your ass that he's gonna you know put something in that potion, uh, so that then you cannot take back the the you know that you cannot take the secret recipe to to an opponent. And the thing is that Roma are in a completely different you know dimension than than those teams, and so we are. We are in talks with somebody like Oliveira, who is at least in this so far this season was a bench player at Porto after having won, I believe, midfielder of the season last year and being a regular starter this year. He was a bench player. That's also why it was easier probably to get to him. And um, we cannot do what Juve do, and that's that's fine. And I don't think that's the the point. That is the point um, that that somebody like Thiago Pinto is trying to make. The point is actually the opposite. We are doing we're going in a in a, in a different direction. Um, you know, as he said, the most important thing is not to is not to bring in the wrong players. And I do think that 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 you know. As as much as as much as uh, you know, for example, the summer window, one can look back at it and 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 decide what was good, what was bad. Somebody like Eldor Shomurodov, who did it pay off? Uh, Abraham paid off, but Eldor didn't. Um, it's fine. I think that in the in the January window, it's it's always very difficult. To, it's more difficult to to make an accurate judgment because you're dealing with a lot of uncertainties um, with a window that lasts only a month. Uh, you know where. Teams are hesitant in letting players go because most of the time, you know, the players that interest you or that are strong enough uh, to help you boost your side are players that uh, have an important role in other teams. So, for example, finding somebody like Sergio Oliveira, being able to identify, oh, this guy, this guy, despite being on the bench, despite not playing much this season, can still contribute. That's that's a good move. Um, so, you know, that's... That's the tricky part of the market, and, and especially in January, is that you're dealing with uh, with a lot of with a lot of teams that are in in a similar position, and everybody is trying to to find reinforcements. Um, but again, it you know you look at Milan, Milan, you know, on the surface it looks like they didn't even bother, but you can rest assured that this team was trying. It was trying to sign somebody. Um, same goes for Napoli. Napoli were trying to sign a left back 
from Getafe, um, but they just couldn't. So they had to postpone it until the summer. It, it's it's that. So overall, when you take into account the position in the standings, the objectives, the the and the and the financial capabilities, Roma come out of it looking this decently. Um, whether these you know these decisions are you know somebody like Nate, uh, Maitland Niles can can have an important role in Roma's future is I think uh, for an, another discussion. Mm. But as I said before, January is about finding solutions that that are in the moment that that help give the team that boost. It's a it's a moment where uh, a team can patch things up, can find solutions for players that that are not on board with the rest of the team. And more or less, that's what Roma did. Um, granted, some players maybe are still unhappy with with the limited time they have uh, at the club. Um, but overall, I think that this was as much as they could have done. They they did they did what needed to be done. Um, I I liked what Thiago Pinto said during the press conference. I think that, um, and this is an observation that I think I carry from from the summer market is that there is a vision, there is a vision, but there are there are things that might must be dealt with first. Um, as as we saw, you know, it takes a long time to get rid of somebody like Fazio. Um, somebody like Fazio, with that kind of salary, with 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 what he represents, with the fact that he is willing to 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 threaten the club with a lawsuit, that gives you problems that that can, you know, that ha- can have implications on what you can do uh, in the future. Getting rid of somebody of a situation like that is is a big big plus um, going into the summer. And that's it. That's the Roma are 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 slowly, I think, moving in the right direction. But we must not forget that there is a lot of stuff behind the scenes, a lot of obstacles that we may not even know about because you know maybe it gets rarely picked up by newspapers or it doesn't make the headlines that we want. Um, there are there are things that must be dealt with first. But I'm not right now. I, I don't have any doubts. I don't have any major criticisms. Um, sure, it's a shame that somebody like Zakaria went to to Juve because you never want to see uh, a team like Juve, in, you know, in a moment in time where you think, oh, they're touchable, they can be beaten. Um, all of a sudden they look once again like Scudetto contenders. But again, as Diago Pinto says, the transfer market is is made of negotiations, and the negotiations. Anything can happen, and anything will happen. Um, and in in a day and age of players that want free agency or are are much more in a in a position of power when it comes to the decision making, um, you you never know. So I think that all in all, Roma made the best of what of what they had at their disposal um, and all their capabilities. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, so that's what I wanted to end with. I, I guess I just wanted to get your judgment on Tiago Pinto. So this was his third 
transfer window. He arrived last January. Didn't really do much, so I don't even know if we can necessarily God, hold. Yeah, I mean, that was probably one of the worst moments one could be employed by any... I mean, imagine starting your new job and you have literally too. a grenade in the toilet in the form of Jekyll all of a sudden <laughs> wanting out, you know, and, right. and just and then immediately those talks about... Uh, like a swap involving Alexis Sanchez, and then remember oh the Fonseca's contract and what? Oh, I just it, it, I remember it just was that month of January when he joined and he was first quarantined, and then he had to come out and 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 start this business. It just it must have been a pain in the neck. Oh, absolutely. So I yeah, I mean. <laughs> Even though technically he was here, I, I don't even know if we necessarily uh, want to hold the previous January uh, against him. But having said that, uh, at least we could say this was his second completely full transfer window. I mean, I beyond just because of what I know with Zakaria, he could have closed that deal. I think that maybe was his only uh, big glaring error, at least to date. Listen, there's nothing he can do. Like people, uh, they will try to hold the things like Fazio against him. Well, there's nothing he can do about that. Pastore. I mean, he can't force, uh, he, he he can't walk into their flats with a gun while Pastore is uh, grilling kebabs, okay, on his patio. And so you need to accept this uh, contract termination and get the hell out of here. He can't, he can't do that. So I, I can't really hold, uh, I can't hold it against him, the fact that, uh, even, even Santon, man. I mean, he's still here. Do you remember that guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he still Jesus. exists. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I, you can't hold that against him. I mean, there's no, there's nothing he can do. If anything, we should be blaming uh, Ramon Monchi, Petraki. I mean, that was a nice little shot that uh, uh, Pinto gave at <laughs> a nice little nod that he gave to Petraki when he was talking in regards to um, Paul Lopez because he was asked... Why does it seem like uh, Juve have better relationships? I, I don't know who asked it. Um, I'm almost afraid to uh, inquire who asked the specific question, but he was asked about why it seems like Juve has uh, stronger relations with clubs uh, when it comes to selling their players as opposed to uh, as opposed to him, and and why Juve can get business done for for guys who are sort of like redundant pieces. And he goes, well, their situation is different. And then he brings up Paul Lopez. Uh, when I came here, Paul Lopez had no transfer market value. And then I sold him to Marseille six months later for 12, 12 million euros. That is true. <laughs> you, you can't compare, again, Juve selling Kulusevski to Roma trying to sell, you know, Brian Reynolds, uh, Cengiz Under, Justin Clivert. It's, it's, why it's aren't we, are, why, why don't we have that connection with... Uh... With Monchi. I guess we have that connection with Sabatini, who was so kind to, to take fats of our hands. But again, it just yeah. <laughs> it just shows you that the virus they mentioned, uh, Joves and Kulusevski, alone with option to buy or whatever, to Tottenham. And, and uh, we have to get rid of Fazio through, uh, you know, ter- resolution of, 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 of a contract for him to join Salernitana. But that's, again, I don't know what... Is is Daniel Levy okay? Does he is he awake? Does he know what what Paratici is is doing? I don't know. Is it, maybe maybe they have him somewhere kidnapped, you know, with 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 a rag in his mouth so he can't talk, and just I, I refuse to believe that these decisions are being made. And and Levy's like, okay, sure. Are you are yeah, you go for it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think Levy's like. 
you know what? I saw a lot of him at Parma. Loved what I saw. Uh, yeah. Very good on the ball. Oh, uh, loved, loved Bentancur in that match against Spezia. Just loved the kid. Really fantastic kid. You know? Oh. Uh, he's, yeah. He, he, he'll bring a lot of uh, technicality to our midfield. Yeah. I mean, come on. That's not the case. <laughs> it, I mean, I, I don't know what's going on, but it, but it is, uh, it's a bit worrying. But as far as Pinto goes, though, I, I guess because I saw so many people complaining uh, these final two weeks, I guess I was maybe just taken aback because uh, memories seem to draw short sometimes in, in crucial moments. And I again, I, I couldn't remember the last time Roma made two January signings that made such an impact so quickly. But as far as Pinto goes, particularly when you compare him to his predecessors, Petraki, Monchi, we don't have to throw my, my man Ricky in there, but even Sabatini. Through two windows, I think the, th- the the thing that really jumps out to me is he's pragmatic, and I think that's a good thing. He's not doing things just to do them. Like that's when I think of Monchi, I, I I can't make sense of half of the things he did. I, I I really can't. There was no rhyme or reason or even a sem a semi logical explanation behind some of the things that he did. With Tiago Pinto, I I can justify I think everything he's done thus far. Yeah, I think I mean uh, honestly, the the only deal that looks like out of place right now is Eldor Shamurov, and I think that Shamurov has a lot to do with the fact that uh, Jacob's departure was was so uh, out of the blue. I, I I'm pretty sure that Shamurov was the talks for Shamurov began much way before uh, Jacob changed his mind and decided to join Inter, um, and the idea was to have. Shomurodov play alongside Jeko in a, a two man partnership, and uh, and now in retrospect it looks bad because Shomurodov lost himself a bit. I think if if he can go back to understanding that he can still contribute off the bench, that it's not like oh I cannot start ahead of a thirty five year old, which would have been Jeko in that case, but now he has Abraham in front of him, which is a completely different story. And I understand that he can still have an impact. I think he um, he can he can find himself again because uh, I, I'm pretty sure that it's just a matter of confidence. And uh, overall, yeah, I think that as I said, I think that there are there are bigger plans that cannot be addressed right away. There are things that must be dealt with. And I think that Pinto has made that absolutely clear that the decisions that are made. Are 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 important. There, guys like Maitland Niles and Oliveira are here to have that impact to help the team at least at least give a bit more depth, a bit more experience, and that's always welcome. But in order to really really start going for what we want, really start investing in the future, something along the lines of Abraham, which is an investment for the future. That's I think that's a that's a very Tiago Pinto move. Um, I it, it some things must be taken care of first and and I think that's been the case for Roma in an on a number of occasions and Roma for a number of years failed to to realize that before moving on to other other names other targets other ideas other projects you you have to scrap the 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 remaining the remaining dirt or at least the the stuff that remains from previous ownerships previous projects because if you start collecting 
all these various names, all these various personalities. If you start spending money here, spending money there, and you fail to, say, for example, get rid of somebody like Nzonzi, who it took us like two years to to get rid of him, uh, find a solution for somebody like Florenzi. That becomes a problem. It becomes a problem. It 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 becomes an obstacle in in uh, in your future investments. So I think that it's a very wise approach that where this Roma team seems this 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 sort of project that has been initiated with the Friedkins, with Mourinho, with Pinto, um, has a very step by step. Uh, feel to it and and um i actually think that is a it's a very welcome sight after i think quite a few years of 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 turbulent uh, decision making uh, you know problematic decisions that um didn't really reflect any sort of long term ideas and and we actually sat here and watched uh it all you know just blow up in our faces and at this point in time, right now, I don't have the the feeling of uneasiness. Oh, what are they doing? Is this gonna? Oh my God, how is this gonna impact us come come June? You know, no, this I, I don't have a feeling. I think that what what what's done is done. What had to be done was done, and um, we're fine. We're gonna manage until the summer, and then the summer. Uh, I'm pretty sure that bigger things are to come, and and um, but at the same time, again, no no exceptional deals, no stuff that you know makes the headlines like the kind of thing that that Juve did with with Vlahovic, but things that make sense uh, given the state of the team, given the requirements of Jose Mourinho, given the ambitions for the future. Yeah, for sure, and I I think too, and this is lastly something Tiago Pinto mentioned. I mean, it doesn't seem too long ago where, and it, this is not me sticking up for him. Let, let me make that abundantly clear, okay? But it wasn't too long ago, yeah, where, uh, I mean, people were killing James Palalta for selling the best players. For selling guys like, you know, Salah, Alisson. We don't have to go down the list and get upset here. But can you name one that Pinto has offloaded? You can't. No, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I think maybe too. That's another. Uh, that's another aspect where maybe mm, uh, people have. Um, I won't say disregarded, but perhaps maybe haven't appreciated as much as some of the things we were used to. It, it, it kind of just felt like we forgot about all of the heartache that we were so used to. I mean, do you remember the one January market? Well, I think it was it the first year of Di Francesco where they where they go to the uh, semifinal where Jekyll was. Yeah, Jekyll and Emerson. Yeah, yeah, Jekyll yeah. and Emerson. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it really wasn't that long ago where, you know, again, we were worried about that happening in January. And, and now it's become so different. We haven't experienced that in some time. And, of course, I'm doing the uh, Borghino. But seriously, I, I, I think that is one thing that you have to factor in. And whether Pinto deserves a credit for that or Friedkin, it doesn't really matter to me. It's all the same entity. It's Roma. That's the Roma of the Friedkins, I guess. But I just feel like that aspect, too, really... I mean, at this point, had it been Palata still, I mean, we would be sitting here in January, I would assume, worried about uh, Tammy Abraham going, worried about Pellegrini going, worried about Zaniolo going, somebody leaving. And we didn't have that this time at all. No, no, no. no. And I mean, obviously, it also speaks probably um, 
and I'm just trying to be, you know, objective also that, that the quality of the team, you know, since the days of, say, Salah or Alisson has declined, yes, but but it's true that there are sort of the fundamental pieces have and, and, and their place in the team and their place in the project, their place in the future of the team have never been doubted, um, have never been questioned. Uh, when when Thiago Pinto gets asked if he can guarantee 100% that Zaniolo is going to be here yeah, next year. I didn't even add that question on the article. The, the, answer, on, the answer, I cannot guarantee it, is the answer that any sporting director will tell you in this day and age. Because, because again, you, you, you are dealing with so many uncertainties and players that are put in a, in a position of power that really allows them to maneuver their way to, to the, 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 you know, do anything they they want and you see with Zakaria you know the changes agents and 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 it changes the the whole complexity uh and the whole situation around around his his wanting to join Roma or any other team it that's so but but at the same time it's clear that there is a willingness to stick to the players that Roma consider important um and and it also seems like to me they're not looking for that. There is, I think, a good compromise between looking for popular support and actually sticking to what they think is the important decision. Um, and uh, you know, they they know that players like Zaniolo, like Pellegrini, are important uh, for for also for just how the team looks and how is the team is perceived. And there is also that that sort of intelligent way of thinking that. Listen, we're we're in the middle of a really mediocre season. Let's let's consider the the stuff about renewals. Let's we'll talk about that once the season comes to an end. I think that's very wise as well. You don't want to rush things. You don't want to jump to any, you know, uh, early conclusions. You don't want to end up with contracts that then just hang over your head, you know. I remember Jeco you know, when, when Petraki renewed Dzeko, when uh, Fazio was renewed for another year, that's that comes back to bite you. Um, yeah, because that was a you nice ju- parting gift by Petraki. Yeah, yeah, you jump the gun, you make those mistakes, and you end up paying for them. So I, I don't have the impression that Roma want to go down that route now. And uh, and, and I think that's, that's a big, big relief. Yes, 100%, I agree. All right, everybody. We will leave it there. We'll be back later in the week, of course. Roma, they kick back off against Genoa at the weekend. So we will be back to preview that match later in the week. Let us know. How do you grade the winter market? Very curious to hear your feedback. So we will chat with you in a few days. Until then, ciao. Ciao. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.